welcome to episode 32 of Roll the Credits Podcast with Aaron and Brian. On this week's episode, as usual, we'll bring you the news of the week, uh, highlighted probably by the Suicide Squad, as we've been talking about for (laughs) weeks now. Um, We'll have a review for the animated comedy Missing Link, which came out, uh, I believe, a week ago. And at the end of the podcast... Last week we did top 10 favorite sitcoms, this week we're going to do top 10 TV dramas. Um, This one was a bit harder for both of us as we realized that we have not watched as many TV dramas as we have sitcoms, Um, so that'll be fun when we get into that then. Uh, Brian, how's your week been going? Pretty good. Um, Nothing special. I mean, I'm really looking forward to this coming week. You know, there's a certain big movie coming out, so that's all I've had my eyes set on for a while. <laughs> yes, yes, we are officially in the end game, folks. Uh, we <laughs> yeah. are within a week. Uh, we're recording this on Saturday morning again, um, and we're yes within a week of Avengers. Next week's pod is going to be a huge one. We'll be breaking that down. Oh yeah. Uh, we'll potentially have a post. Uh, not not post episode but like after the episode and after the the credit music and stuff like that we do at the end we might end up dissecting the movie a little bit more with uh spoilers and stuff so if we do end up doing that we will preface it um on next week's episode it's not official or anything um yeah but yeah i mean it's a huge week obviously uh totally stoked to go to that i'm in the finale of my marvel watch along Uh, i've got four more i'm doing this weekend um and then i'll be watching infinity war on wednesday and then thursday we'll be heading straight into the theater for what's probably going to be the biggest movie of the year biggest movie of the century oh yeah um and as i was talking to you about before we started the podcast i am a firm believer this is going to topple avatar and those blue dumb smurf aliens uh, I, I will dance on the Blu-ray copies of that movie's grave, um, once it finishes, but My yeah, gosh. I, I'm, it's, it's insane. It's, <laughs> I, it's shattered so many pre-sale ticket records on like every major ticket buying yeah. website. As we were just discussing earlier, they had a press tour in Asia that they sold out of stadium. Yeah. Like, 9,000 people in Shanghai came to a stadium for a press tour with uh several of the avengers uh cast on hand i mean that's incredible i mean asia is asia is where it's gonna have to hit big for it to to make a lot of its money and stuff like that it it typically is that way with these big box offices as i'd mentioned to you i i did a deep dive into uh box office mojo which is an imdb website uh that breaks down a lot of that stuff and uh avengers endgame is going to be in a almost a thousand more theaters in the uh, united states um in comparison to what avatar was in at its highest peak um it'll be in about 4400 theaters uh whereas avatar at its peak was around you know 300 uh, i believe uh somewhere around that number um which is a lot, and I mean, you, you talk about sellouts and those extra theaters and stuff like that, that'll go a long way to closing the gap on that $700 billion it needs to close, which is Insane. still crazy. I mean, it's still crazy to even think Titanic is still number two, considering that movie was in 1999, but... I know, um, it's... 
it has to so like we assume it'll it'll be an infinity war which is the fourth highest grossing movie of all time yeah it's only then another 20 20 million to beat uh the force awakens which isn't that hard to do uh, another 20 million another 150 million on top of infinity war to beat titanic but then that's that's 700 million to reach avatar like yeah uh it's it's gonna be a close it's, i'm hoping it's at least gonna be close i think um and they'll they'll pull up there i think they'll beat titanic um i don't know we'll end up seeing uh and i'm super excited for next week's episode as we talked oh, yeah. about before we'll also have um our top 10 top 15 something like that marvel movies um an official list from we us. might just rank them all for you from top to bottom who knows it's possible the, it's definitely possible um it is going to be the biggest week for our podcast but anyway let's jump into some news for you folks uh biggest thing on my plate this week tomb raider sequel is officially a go <laughs> uh it wasn't the tomb raider movie starring alicia vikander from last year wasn't uh, totally well received from <laughs> critics. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was a really good movie overall. Um, I thought it was better than the Angelina Jolie versions oh, yeah. uh, from early two thousands. Sure. Um, so I am excited to see where the, where they go in the sequel, and hopefully it ends up getting uh, a little bit better. Uh, I won't say that there weren't flaws to that film, but I did enjoy it. Um, uh, good yeah, little no reason film. to. Alicia Vikander being the lead in it. Uh, the bonus points for that, but I mean, overall, the movie <laughs> yeah. was fine. I, you even gave it a relative. Yeah, I think rate, I gave so. it a, a 75 or whatever. Yeah, I ended up giving it an 80. Movie. Um, but yeah, uh, so we'll end up seeing a sequel. There isn't a lot more known to it. Alicia will be back playing um, the Laura Croft character uh, moving forward. And we'll end up seeing, I don't know if Laura Utah will be back to direct on this one, um, but it was a box office box office box office success jeez um (laughs) so obviously they are going to move ahead with the uh tomb raider franchise uh going forward um and as i mentioned at the beginning of the podcast suicide squad some more news this week john cena the (laughs) (laughs) professional wrestler john cena apparently is joining the suicide squad uh it's not official yet but he is up for the role of Peacemaker, who, ironically, Dave Bautista was rumored to play months ago when the James Gunn Guardians of the Galaxy issue was uh, hot on hand. So with Bautista no longer interested in it, with Gunn going back to Guardians as well, it uh, looks like Cena might end up taking that torch. Uh, and if Cena passes, maybe they go for The Rock. Um, and if The Rock passes, Good luck. Uh, we can get The Miz, the famed wrestler from the Marine franchise. Oh, so He's going to keep down now wrestlers that have kind of acted before. Yes. Before it. <laughs> uh, hey, look, uh, WWE Studios makes a lot of movies. They aren't particularly great, but they, they do play, have a lot of movies starring wrestlers. That's true. Um, mm-hmm. and a little bit of other, other news, um, from black Panther, Letitia Wright is set to star in death on the Nile. It is a sequel to 2017's murder on the Orient express. Kenneth Branagh is returning as director and star detective Hercules Perot and is joined by Gal Gadot and army hammer in leading roles in this film. 
Um, which Murder on the Orient Express was an okay movie. I didn't love it. Uh, yeah, didn't fine. hate it. Didn't love it. It was. I think I gave it. I ended up giving it like a sixty or sixty-five or something like that. Um, decent cast for this one for sure. Uh, it's nice to see Letitia Wright oh, yeah. getting a bigger role. Uh, she didn't break out nearly as much as I expected her to. Uh, after Black Panther and Infinity War. Um, but this will be a big one uh, for sure as Branagh continues the, um, I guess, the Christie uh, cinematic universe, I guess, uh, <laughs> moving forward with those books. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I like it. I mean, we've talked about it before, but at least with those four, that's a solid cast, bringing them in, especially with Gagado and Army Hammer in there. And we loved uh, Let's just write in both Black Panther and Infinity War. Um, so yeah, was it, I feel like we talked about was there a release date at all for this? Or... Uh, I think twenty twenty, I think or twenty twenty one. I I didn't actually write it down, um, but in the future somewhere. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's... yeah. I I now you say I think maybe like November twenty twenty because I think November is when the Murder the Orient Express came out, so they're trying to shoot for that same. Yeah, that would make sense because they have I don't think they started filming yet, so um yeah we'll end up seeing we'll have a little bit more news i'm sure there'll probably be more people casting this i don't know the story of the death on the niles i'd assume it's probably another one that has probably several like uh murder mystery yeah an ensemble cast and stuff like that so i'm sure we'll end up having a bit more news in terms of star power going into that um as long as this one doesn't have Johnny Depp, I think we'll be a-okay um that's a hundred percent agree <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mark Wahlberg, $6 billion man, is finally <laughs> moving forward. This film has been in developmental hell since like early 2010s, um, somewhere in there. But um, yeah, Close to a decade. It's insane. Yeah, it's adapted from the 70s series of $6 million man. Uh, something I don't expect a lot of people to have seen, but it is something I've heard of before. Um, Travis Knight, who directed Bumblebee, is on board to direct the film now. Uh, Peter Berg was attached for a long time who has worked with Mark Wahlberg on what feels like a billion movies. Um, <laughs> Wahlberg is still attached to stars Colonel Steve Austin. Uh, like I mentioned, it's been in developmental hell. It was a Weinberg company um, movie uh, for a long time and then having to shop it around for the last two years or so uh, after it left, after the company folded after the scandal. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, I didn't see Bumblebee, so I can't really say a whole lot on that end, uh, for Travis Knight. Yeah, he did a good job on that. Um, so, and it wasn't bad like Michael Bay has done with the previous Transformers <laughs> movies. So, I mean, it yeah, can... I mean, it, it got good ratings, so I'll, I'll, I'll assume it was a success. Um, I, I love that. I, oh, God. I love that this went from the $6 million man in the seventies to now the $6 billion man. Like yeah, you know, man, inflation. Nobody, <laughs> no, nobody 30, looks at six million dollar man and says, "Oh wow." I guess. I mean, inflation. I feel like would not be that huge. But I, if you're going to keep that six, that six million billion figure, I guess, like for the name recognition, you're not just going to go up uh, to the fifty just, million dollar man or whatever. Well, you got to make you got to make it impressive sounding. I mean, in the seventies, you know six million dollars probably sounds a lot like what six billion dollars nowadays sounds like that's true uh, for folks i mean professional athletes weren't even making a million dollars a season back then so 
Um, I mean, it's Mark Wahlberg, so I'm going to see it. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I don't have tons of high hopes for it, for it. I generally don't for these movies that sit in dwell in developmental hell and stuff like that. So, I mean, we'll see what ends up happening as it moves forward. But, hey, good for Mark Wahlberg for finally getting it off the ground. Yeah, that's <laughs> nice to hear. So, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. Marky Mark, let's go. All right, and Clint Eastwood, uh, his new project that he's working on, and I believe Clint is in his 90s now, maybe late 80s, uh, I don't remember exactly, but um, his the new project he's working on is entitled The Ballad of Richard Joel. Um, it is based on a security guard from the 1996 Olympics in Atlanta who discovered a bomb and then was falsely accused of planting the bomb, uh, which he we later found out he didn't. Um, I don't know a ton about the story. I have seen it in documentaries before, uh, but this sounds like an Eastwood project through and through. So uh, we'll end up seeing what ends up happening. He's been very hit or miss lately. The mule was okay. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, not a great movie, but not a terrible movie. Um, Yeah. We'll see. I'm interested to hear a little bit more about this story though, for sure. I saw reading up of this one. He Clint East returns 89 next month uh insanity to still be doing what he's doing at that age um but this has kind of been not in film and hell for a long time but it's jonah hill was attached to it uh for a while to play like that security guard um but that was a while ago i don't believe he's attached to it anymore but uh yeah we'll see what clean eastwood can do with this it sounds interesting so all right uh, a few new trailers we got for the week. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw we'll start with. Um, man, I am all... <laughs> Go check out this trailer if you haven't uh, seen it yet. I am all in on this film now. And this is coming from a guy, I've said it before, I do not like the Fast and Furious nope. franchise. Uh, they're very weird progression from like racing for pink slips and whatever to driving <laughs> tanks on ice and lambos on ice and stuff to save i don't know the progression of that franchise has been just wildly weird yeah we started as a drag racing movie and then became uh we gotta save the world from destruction with these super cool cars like it's it's just so weird to me and i mean if you like them you like them whatever i i won't uh, you know i'm not gonna get on you for it there's movie franchises a lot of people don't like that i enjoy so it is what it is but uh yeah i mean this movie does not have vin diesel in it which is a huge plus um because mm-hmm. outside of Groot, i am not a vin diesel fan um and even then i only like Groot because i can't tell that it's vin diesel behind the voice <laughs> true so uh but outside of that i mean it looks very entertaining uh idris elba looks like a great villain uh calls himself black superman in the film <laughs> which is cool. awesome uh and the rock and jason statham seem like they have pretty good chemistry playing off one another at least in the trailer uh vanessa kirby looks like she's going to be awesome in the film as well yeah um it looks like it's going to be a kick-ass action movie that probably won't reach the heights of like mission impossible but it's definitely going to be probably pretty entertaining uh so i'm very interested to see it now this i love this trailer was like four minutes long like i (laughs) you really saw like most of the film yeah like you kind of know what the basic plot of the movie is now but like it looks super entertaining with all the just action and the i love idris and them describing him as black superman is just awesome 
Um, the other new trailer we got for the week is Child's Play. Brian, I know you're super stoked for this film. But Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. Uh, as we mentioned last week, Mark Hamill is set to voice the new Chucky doll. Um, I'll tell you one thing. This trailer, I was kind of... I was kind of off on it. I've mentioned before that I'm not a huge fan of the original Chucky movies and stuff like that. So I wasn't sure what to think going into this Mark Hamill, uh, voicing Chucky, which we hear at the very end of the trailer. Um, sounds pretty creepy. The movie looks pretty, uh, pretty creepy. I will say, um, essentially like the gist of it seems to be that this new buddy toy, uh, which ends up being Chucky, um, you know, as a best friend, but also like you can set it to like control like your house, like you would like an Amazon device and stuff like that. Uh, and I, it looks like it just goes evil and stuff like that. And I think that's a really rad take on where we are kind of in society um, and mixing it with the Chucky doll. So I'm, I'm in on this now. I wasn't sure for a while, but I will definitely say I'm in for it. Um, Enjoy the movie. I I don't know why you don't want to see it, Brian. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, I'm I'm in on it. Uh, Super stoked for it now. (sighs) Yeah, uh, it's yeah. I mean, I like Mark Hamill being a part of it, but uh, and it is a good cast with like Aubrey Plaza and Brian Tory Henry in it. But yeah, no, it's still still probably going to be a no for me. I mean, it's (laughs) not even with freaking possessed. It's a possessed doll that's not possessed, but it's like a. (laughs) demonic evil doll that goes on a murdering spree what? That, can, that can control your electronics in your house like no thank you wildly stupid fan theory i had while watching this at the very <laughs> end luke skywalker died and turned into the chucky doll Ooh. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> this is his new life now as haunting children Interesting. because Interesting. he thinks they're all sick um oh yeah they're all connected i like it i like it yes definitely star wars child's play same thing. one in the same yeah. uh <laughs> it's all make-believe uh, uh anyway so that's what i got for this week brian uh, uh what kind of news do you got for the folks anything there's not that much of other stuff uh the one other thing that i saw um a minecraft movie you know based the computer game this it got an official release date this movie has been in development for what seems like a, a decade since you know the minecraft was such a huge online game um but it's set to come out um in march of 2022 oh, damn. i don't know why it's three years from now that they're waiting to put it out but i mean i don't know i don't have any interest in this i know for a while steve carell was attached to the project um but then when i just looked it up on imdb yesterday his name was nowhere to be found um but it's supposedly a live action Minecraft movie. I don't know how that'll work because they're all like block characters um, and everything's all blocks and whatnot. Yeah, I don't know. I'll be honest. And it may, maybe it makes me, I don't know. I guess it doesn't make, I'm sure there's people older than me that play it, but I have no clue what Minecraft is if I'm being completely honest. So yeah, I have zero interest in it. Like at yeah. least I know what Legos are. I've never really looked into Minecraft. I just know a lot of people enjoy it. Whatever. I'm not interested in it. I'll hard pass. Yeah. Uh, unless for some reason this one ensemble is like a great cast for this. I'm not going to see it. I mean, there's no interest there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, that's that's the only other thing. It wasn't the biggest week for news this yeah, week. Yeah, a little bit slow. Nobody wants to really drop things going into Avengers, I guess, um, which makes sense. I wonder uh, why. Anyway, we'll send it over to a quick advertisement, and then we'll get into our review for Missing Link. All right, time for a review for Missing Link, which we saw this past week. Um, I know I was pretty excited to see this movie for a while back. I know you were somewhat interested in it, but um, ended up getting really good reviews. Uh, so definitely interested to see what ended up happening with it. Uh, quick synopsis for everybody. Uh, Mr. Link recruits explorer Sir, uh, Sir Lionel Frost to help find his long-lost relatives in the fabled, fabled Valley of Shangri-La. Along with adventurer Adelina Fortnite, this trio of explorers travel the world to help their new friend. Uh, Mr. Link, played uh, voiced by Zach Galifianakis. Sir Lionel Frost, voiced by Hugh Jackman. And Adelina Fortnite, voiced by um, Avengers star uh, Zoe Saldana. So... Uh, it was a good voice cast for sure. Yeah. Um, Brian, I'll pass it right on over to you. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. At first, when we first saw the trailers, I was like, oh, this kind of looks stupid. But then as we got closer to, there are some funny moments in the trailers and then it got really good reviews. Um, I enjoyed the movie. I gave it a 75 then out of 100. Um, I think Gaffinakis was really funny. He did a great job. Uh, he like just didn't took everything seriously and as it was um which was great like any kind of metaphor like the one that you see in the trailer he's uh hugh jackman's character he's like i give you my word and uh mr link is like okay what is it and he just like sits there waiting he's like no that's the word i don't know it's it was really funny i did enjoy it um outside of those three main with uh tanakis and jackman and zoe sadana the rest of the cat, the voice cast, I didn't really recognize any other names. I don't think there's any other great jobs from that. But the the really it was really good animation. It's stop motion animation. That's what this uh, the company is known for. What's the company's name? Uh, uh, Leica. 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 That's right. L a i k a. I didn't look into it, but it's one of those. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. really good. Which over um, the past few years they've created a lot of. Um, highly praised uh these kind of like stop motion films uh, uh yeah like they did uh kubo i think kubo and the yeah kubo and the two strings yeah which i didn't see that. but it got really good reviews yeah um so yeah that was really cool i always like you gotta appreciate that stuff like it was so well done with that animation and having that be you know an hour and half hour 40 minute movie there's tens of thousands of little movements that make it up and it, you couldn't tell like it looked like it was all like computer generated like most other animated movies um but yeah i enjoyed the movie um i yeah go out and see it i think uh, most people will enjoy it and it definitely has some funny parts to it uh but yeah i settled there on a 75 for it yeah uh, i ended up giving it an 80 i really thoroughly enjoyed the film um I thought it was fun. It's entertaining. And the story itself is endearing a bit um, and trying to find yourself and your friends and stuff like that. And uh, not, you know, trying to be something you're not. Um, but yeah, the stop motion animation is really good. I mean, it looks it, the, the colors and everything to it. The palette is great. It's very bright and vibrant. Um, it kind of pops out of the screen. Um, 
missing link character like you'd mentioned like it's very similar to drax if you like drax from guardians of the galaxy like he's very much in that vein he doesn't understand metaphors and stuff so a lot of um based on him being a bigfoot he's not in society he doesn't understand that stuff um and that's a lot of the entertainment factor to it um going forward Uh i generally wouldn't be shocked if this gets an animation nom next year um I know it wasn't uh, like a huge movie coming out, but in terms of animation nominations for uh, the Oscars and stuff like that, I feel like every year there's, you know, it's not usually all that deep, but I could definitely see this ending up getting it. It got, it got really good reviews and stuff from a lot of critics. Um, Like we had mentioned, I think Kubo actually had gotten an Oscar nom too the year it came out. It looks great. Um, It's a fun movie. It's only an hour and a half. I saw some people complain that like, oh, like the story kind of like, you know, it feels like they kind of skip through a little bit of it. And it, you got to look at what the target audience and stuff for this film really is. Um, you know, it's fine the way it is. I, I didn't have a problem with it. I think they, they got through it pretty fast, but you understood everything as it went through pretty easily. It's not like there was huge plot holes or anything missing throughout the film, I thought. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I was really looking forward to it going in. Uh, our combo score ended up being a seven, 77.2, which means it is in fish, officially endorsed by our podcast. Um, and yeah, so that's Missing Link. I highly recommend it um, for anybody out there that's interested in uh, this film. Check it out. Check out the trailers. I know it's not something I don't think that's been hugely uh, commercially thrown out there, but um it's definitely a fun film. Uh, definitely rent it. Check it out. Only an hour and a half. Uh, good watch. Yeah. Good watch. Not too long. Oh, yeah, I agreed with the... Uh, it, I could see it definitely getting an animation knob because thinking about it, other than Toy Story 4 and uh, Frozen 2, I not really think of any of the big animated movies uh, yeah. coming out this year. Unless I'm blanking yeah, on I something. Yeah, I mean, it's, so. it's one of those things that... Uh, I mean, we'll end up seeing um how the rest of the year folds out but in terms of early predictions and stuff like i said i wouldn't be surprised to see if this this being one of the five um next year oh yeah i could definitely Um, see that and moving on we'll uh end the podcast here with our top 10 tv dramas um and like usual brian i'm gonna pass it right on over to you all right uh as we kind of said at the beginning of the podcast um this list wasn't very easy because I realized that there's not as many like TV dramas I've watched. Like the the sitcoms are a lot easier to binge, and a lot of been a lot. A couple of mine were ones that I've been on the air in recent years that I love. With with this, it's like looking through a lot of like top lists or top tens or whatever. Like a lot of them are from like the '90s and early 2000s, which are before when i started watching television like they're on my streaming watch list but i just haven't gotten gotten around to them (laughs) i said i kind of feel like a little uncultured when it comes to tv dramas um so the like for the older ones anyway so going into this list i had two um honorable mentions i'll go uh freaks and geeks is 99 and 2000 i believe it was only one season uh kind of some really funny stuff but also was a 40 minute show uh seen a little bit ahead of his time which is probably why it was canceled after one season and uh cobra kai which is a youtube tv show which is a continuation of uh the karate kid 
It's only had one season, but I loved it. Um, I think the second season comes out in a month or two. I'm so excited for more than that. But going into my top 10, uh, number 10 right now is the show on TV right now. This is Us. That's some of the best writing on television right now, as well as a strong ensemble cast. Uh, Sterling K. Brown leads that. Um, He does a fantastic job, and uh, there's a lot of other strong characters in it, and it's it's a really good show. So this is Us there at my number 10. All right. Um, So my honorable mentions, I had two of them, House of Cards, Probably would have made the list. I was a tad disappointed with the final season. I know they weren't working with a whole lot in terms of uh, a lot of the stuff that surrounded Kevin Spacey. Um, but that kind of weighed it down and, and knocked it out of the top 10 for me. Uh, and also Westworld, which will, as it continues, probably end up cracking my top 10 eventually. Um, a really good TV show from HBO if you haven't seen it. Um, so top 10 TV dramas. Number 10, I have an, a bit of an obscure one. Uh, ESPN's The Bronx is burning. Uh, as much as I hate the Yankees, uh, I don't know why. I I love this like mini series. Um, about it combines combines two of my favorite things to like research and read about, and, and like the Son of Sam killings and well, like the serial murder stuff like that. That I true crime and all that stuff. But uh, the Son of Sam killings and the Yankees in the seventies. Um, backdrop of new york city and stuff like that um i thought it was really good um and something that it's very obscure a lot of people probably have never seen it i know trying to to hunt down a dvd copy of it was a bit difficult on my end but um certainly something that's entertaining to me uh with baseball and true crime kind of being mashed together and as much as i hate the yankees um it was still pretty entertaining uh so the bronx is burning number 10 for me all right, uh, my number nine in the list is Prison Break. Uh, the show was on the mid to late 2000s and had a revival season like a year or two ago. Uh, very good show. You know, it's, uh, I, I mean, it's in the title, but it's the one, it's about two brothers and the one is wrongfully in prison. So the other one's trying to break them out. Um, it's, I think it's only like four seasons long, but it was a really good show. Really enjoyed it. Um, it's on Netflix to watch. Uh, but yeah, Prison Break, right there, number nine. All right, number nine for me, I have the miniseries uh, Band of Brothers. Absolute classic. Um, really good cast overall. I know Tom Hanks, I believe, was an executive producer on it. Um, it's really good. I feel like a lot of people have seen it before, but obviously about World War II. Um, and I, there's not a whole lot else I'm going to say about it. And I... I I'm very particular with like war dramas and stuff like that, but I thought band of brothers was really well made. Um, so yeah, that's going to be number nine for me. All right. Uh, number eight in the list is lost. You know, the ABC show that was huge when it came out, had the biggest pilot of, uh, at its time uh, ever made. Um, great show. It kind of got a little muddled in the middle because it got into like, different uh timelines and other things but like it it started really strong and ended really strong um so yeah i mean i I loved watching the show when it came out um so number eight there is lost for me all right number eight for me i have the wire uh an all-time classic no matter where you look for a list um something i feel like a lot of people should end up checking out because i think it is a tremendous drama tv show um but yeah i mean it's about you know baltimore detectives 
Uh, it's all kind of sort of based on like real life, essentially. Um, and uh, a lot of that stuff, it's just a fantastic TV show. And it takes on a lot of different things. It talks about the education system, uh, drug dealing, uh, detectives, all that stuff. It's all kind of mishmashed into real world uh, life in Baltimore. Um, and, and that's, I think, why it's such a highly praised TV show. So The Wire is number eight for me. All right, uh, number seven on my list is Firefly. Um, it's a, it's a space western. It was a great show. It only unfortunately only had one season, uh, but it was Nathan Fillion in it, Alan Tudyk. Um, it's a hilarious show. Uh, really well done. It was wrongfully canceled. I would have loved to see more of it. But uh, as you, you know, it's one of those cult classics uh, that you'll see anywhere if anyone sees. If you get one more season, it would be in. It's a bunch of Firefly responses. Uh, love the show. Uh, so that's my number seven there. Uh, number seven for me, I have Stranger Things. Um, fantastic. Probably the probably the best Netflix show still going. Um, absolutely love it. Characters and actors are really good on the show. Um, I feel like this is another one that I feel like most people have seen, but super excited for season three coming out later this year um, and to see where it ends up going. It's a great mix of fantasy, horror, drama, comedy, um, everything kind of mishmashed into one all playing off a lot of tropes from tropes from like Stephen King novels and stuff like that. A lot of homage to that. Um, and a lot of homage to the eighties, um, looks great. Fantastic all around. Uh, so number seven for me, stranger things. <laughs> well, number six for me is stranger things. Um, <laughs> go figure. I won't say much else <laughs> because you said a lot of it, but yeah, it's a lot of great eighties nostalgia in it. It's great cast, great storylines. And I'm, Super excited for the third season to come out this summer. So Stranger Things is number six for me. Uh, number six for me, I have Better Call Saul, um, which I was very, I was one of the people that was very on the edge when this was first announced because I thought, uh, where could they possibly go with Saul Goodman, the lawyer character from Breaking Bad, and end up creating a good TV show? Um, that also kind of harps on that nostalgia of the success of Breaking Bad. So, uh, but it's one that I've really enjoyed. I think Vince Gilligan's done a tremendous job kind of bringing that to life. Um, a lot of like tie-ins to Breaking Bad as it kind of moves along, uh, and showing a little bit more of the backdrop to that Breaking Bad universe, uh, that was set up before. Um, and, and Bob Odenkirk is fantastic in the lead role. Um, and uh, yeah, it's all around a great TV show. All right. Uh, my number five on the list is uh, American Crime Story, The People vs. O.J. Simpson. Uh, the miniseries I was believed two years ago. Um, I mean, it was probably, it's probably the greatest miniseries I've ever seen. Very strong acting from multiple leads. I know it won multiple Emmys and Golden Globes. Um, Sterling K. Brown did a great job in it. Um, I'm forgetting what the main actress's name was, uh, but she did a good job. Cuba Gooding Jr. is in it. Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson. That's right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's the American Crime Story series uh, is a good series. I think it's only had two or three seasons of it so far, but they started off strong with this one. People first, OJ Simpson does a great job of telling the story of that. Um, and yeah, I really enjoyed it. So that's my number five there. Yeah, before I get into my five, um, that's one that like I I probably should have tossed in my honorable mentions, but that one is so surprising to me because that cast for that, that show just shouldn't work. It should not be that good of a TV show. And I think that kind of goes 
to show just how great Ryan Murphy is um, in producing these things. Because, yeah, I mean, that shit, like, Cuba Gooding Jr., John Travolta, uh, the guy from Friends, I'm forgetting his name. Those guys haven't been in anything very good in a long time. And to get thrown in here doing the OJ trial and stuff like that in these central characters and end up being such a great show um, goes a long way to show uh, how impressive the backdrop of um, what they're, who's working on the TV show and stuff ends up making it. Um, but anyway, number five for me, I have uh, Netflix's Daredevil. Um, tremendous show. Certainly going to miss it. Um, one of the, pro- my favorite um, superhero uh, drama TV show. Um, uh, definitely better than, you know, Iron Fist and things like that. But it's so good. It's such a gritty. It, it takes the whole comic book angle and kind of spins it on its head. It's dark. It's gritty. It's more of a crime show um, than really anything else. Um but it's super impressive. Definitely going to miss it going forward. Uh, and I'm sure I'll end up rewatching it soon. So uh, Daredevil number five. All right. Uh, number four for me is Doctor Who, uh, the newer versions of it. Um, it got rebooted back in 2004, I believe. And it's I've loved it ever since. I mean, there's been we're currently on the fifth Doctor since then, because um, every few seasons they regenerate and it's a way of keeping the the cast fresh um love the show i mean it's almost every doctor i've been a fan of and it's a great sci-fi show with some great storylines to it uh so doctor who is number four for me there number four for me i have mad men um this is a tv show when i got into it like i was like there's no way i'm gonna enjoy a drama about tv or ad executives boy was i wrong I, this this is the show that made me a John Hamm fan for life. Um, I think the the cast, the characters are all so well, they're so drawn out so perfectly, um, that it it's super enjoyable. Uh, you kind of see life in like the sixties and fifties and all that stuff um, through the eyes of these ad executives as they tackle, you know, corporations like uh, Coca Cola and various other things throughout it um and little shenanigans and stuff like that don draper is probably one of the all-time classic tv characters um for being just such a ignorant human being <laughs> um in the, the weirdest way as possible but Mad Men, tremendous watch um probably the tv show i've probably been most surprised i've ever from watching uh before for sure so that's number four, uh four for me yeah, I mentioned to you before that we started recording that Mad Men is one that like I I've seen the first like season or two of, but I haven't finished it. And so far it's good, but like I wouldn't put it on my list yet since I haven't finished it. Uh, but that's one I'll finish eventually. Um, number three on my list is Daredevil, as you mentioned a, few, a little bit ago. I mean, I love the show. I'm sad that it was canceled. I mean, it, it's it was like a crime vigilante drama. It it was so well done great acting from the the core cast um some great storylines it gave us uh one of the greatest uh mcu villains uh with kingpin it's it was sad i wish we could get more but it ended on a strong note with the third season there um but yeah so daredevil on netflix uh on number three there all right number three for me and this is technically a tv series <laughs> if um, we're getting really into it 
ESPN's 30 for 30 franchise. Um, (laughs) IMDb IMDb listed as a TV series. Um, It does. It comes in seasons. Um, Every episode is essentially a movie, sort of like BBC TV shows. So yeah, ESPN 30 for 30, a great documentary series. If you know me, I love documentaries uh, and it's just documentaries about sports. Uh, You get 30 of them a season. It's perfect. I love it. Uh, So yeah, number number three for me is ESPN's 30 for 30 series. All right. All right. Yeah. Didn't think of that as a TV show, but I guess so. Um, Number two for me is Breaking Bad. Um fantastic show i mean the the story arc of walter white is insane and one of the best story arcs i've seen in television or film i mean it's probably the only reason it's not one of my list is because i think it has a slow start to it which i know you said before it kind of is what builds up the story and and makes it so great but i I think that is a, a draw from it but it's if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, highly recommend it. It's only five seasons. Um, great show. I mean, it's great acting and stories all along. So Breaking Bad is my number two there. All right. Number two for me. Oh, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Friday Night Lights, number two. Um I love this show. Uh, I've watched it probably four times, three or four times for sure. Uh, the full way through. I mean, it is obviously a football based TV show, but that's really football is really just the backdrop of it. It's uh, a big drama revolving around high school kids um, dealing with, you know, high school kid issues, uh, family and all that stuff uh, while also playing football and trying to win state championships in Texas, which if you know anything about high school football in Texas, it is such a major, major thing. Um, all and the characters in it are so great you you end up rooting for so many different people throughout it um coach taylor is one of my favorite characters in tv show history um so yeah friday night lights if you haven't seen it and you like football shame on you definitely check it out uh that comes in at number two for me texas forever <laughs> i forgot about that i was like when we were doing the list i was like oh this will be on aaron's list but then now i was like oh <laughs> forgotten i was like of course that makes sense it's right there near your top uh my number one on this list uh best tv drama i believe is uh sherlock the bbc show it's i believe four seasons each season is only like three or four episodes but the episodes are like an hour and 15 hours and a half (laughs) they're basically (laughs) a movie but they're so well done great acting from benedict cumberbatch and martin freeman as you know sherlock and watson um i've been for for a show that like it's only like 12 episodes but each episode is like a movie i binge watched this in like a month it's a fantastic show um it has it never officially ended but it's just kind of like you know with those actors being such big names um they just really haven't gotten around to another season and i i don't think they will which is a shame but it's Great stories, great acting. I I love them. I'll probably at some point go through and rewatch them again when you know I have time to watch fifteen hours of twelve episodes. But uh, yeah, the Sherlock is right right up there on my number one list. All right, obviously number one for me, <laughs> Breaking Bad, the what? single greatest television show ever created. Um, and I will fight literally anybody to the death Ooh, on to that. The death. Uh, it is the hill that I it is the hill that I will die on. 
Um, it just doesn't get any better uh, than Breaking Bad for me. I mean, it's the story arc is so well done, so intricately created from Vince Gilligan um, that as it goes on, you just want to see more. And yeah, obviously, like uh, the first two seasons can be somewhat slow um, when you really think about where the show is going. Um, but yeah, it's a setup. It's a slow build. Um, and if you get past it, you're very much rewarded oh, yeah. with why it's such a great TV show, why you need those first two seasons to create everything that goes on in seasons three, four, and five. Um, and that's what really makes it. If you can slow burn something like that and then, you know, give us a gift going forward, um, it's rewarded with the, you know, ratings and stuff like that and the praise it gets from people. Uh, but yeah, Breaking Bad, definitely number one. The premise in it, really, when you think about it, probably shouldn't work that well for a TV show. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's great. Walter White's probably your top five most iconic characters in TV history. Um, so yeah, Breaking Bad, number one. So no surprise. I uh, saw that coming from to, a mile away. Zero, yeah, zero surprise from anybody that knows me. Um, and I, yeah, I, I mean, I'll put my fist on the table for that TV show for the rest of my life. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've watched it five times now since it's ended. So, um, and, and it doesn't take anything away from it. I can keep rewatching it and keep rewatching it, and I'll always love it just as much as I did the first time I watched the uh, watched the show. So, yeah, Breaking Bad number one for me. Uh, for sure. Uh, so that's all we got for this week. A uh, little bit of a lighter episode, as we mentioned. Um, but next week's episode is going to be pretty massive. It's so, going to be great. Uh, uh. We're going to have obviously news, but outside of that, it's going to be fully dedicated to um, Avengers and stuff like that. So, uh, Brian, you got anything you want to say to everybody before we peace out? Nope. I mean, go see Endgame opening weekend. Like, if if you're not, then like, why? I mean, yeah, I it's. It's one of those things that, like, I don't know, like, the the experience of going to the movie, as long as you don't have, like, some dickheads or whatever there to screw it up for everybody, but the experience of going to a movie like it's this great. on opening weekend is going to be great, because people are going to be so into it, you know, and at the end of the movie, it's just going to be uh, guaranteed to be a million claps. Um, I, I'm hoping so. this hits a billion worldwide opening weekend. There's a chance of it. It could hit three million here in the States. Yeah, we need your help to do that. Go see it. I mean, it's yeah, going to be Go great. check it out. Uh, if your theater still has tickets, you know, get tickets and stuff. Go yeah. check it out. Uh, it's probably like, you know, 2 a.m. showings or like a 1 o'clock on Saturday <laughs> afternoon or something. Probably not really 2 a.m. ones around our location but if you're in a bigger city you probably can find that um but yeah i mean go check it out if you can uh if there's obviously uh, even if you haven't seen the other marvel movies at least check out like infinity war or something for it um oh yeah you don't need to watch all the marvel movies to get an understanding of what's going on in this aside from yeah Um, other than infinity war which is a huge precursor just because that's like (laughs) part one of this this whole story yeah yeah um outside of that you know, go check it out. That's all I'm really excited for for this week. I don't really yep. have anything Each else. Each day is the countdown till then. Yeah, I mean, we're within a week. Um, so thanks everyone for listening. Go ahead and subscribe. Give us a five star rating on whichever uh, listening platform you are currently hearing this podcast on. Let your friends know about us and get the word out. Uh, we want to get a little bit bigger on this podcast because then we'll be able to be freed up to do more things as well. Uh, to mm-hmm. enhance the podcast um, we're running you know <laughs> as narrowly on a line as possible here um 
So outside of that, everyone have a great week. Uh, we are excited to talk about Avengers next week. See you, everyone. down.